إِنَّ الَّذِينَ Indeed those people who قَالُوا They said رَبُّنَ اللَّهِ Our Lord is Allah They said with their mouths and they said with their hearts They said honestly that our Lord is Allah ثُمَّ Then Meaning then despite the passage of time or with the passage of time even after a long time how were they? istaqamu they remained firm it wasn't just an emotional high where they said our Lord is Allah and then the next day they forgot that statement no then summa that with the passage of time even after 10 years, 20 years istaqamu they remained firm. They remained firm on their belief that their Lord is Allah. Summa staqamu. Summa also means moreover, on top of that. Meaning, first they say, Rabbun Allah, and then on top of that, they also remain firm. Because it's easy to say things, but it's difficult to prove them with your actions. So those who say and they prove, they say their Lord is Allah, and then summastaqamu, they remain firm, then what happens? Tatanazalu alayhimul malaika. The angels descend upon them. Why? Allah that do not, meaning the angels say to them that do not تَخَافُوا You all fear وَلَا تَحْزَنُوا And do not grieve No need to fear No need to worry No need to feel sad Rather وَأَبْشِرُوا And rejoice Be hopeful Be glad About what? بِالْجَنَّةِ With Jannah With paradise Which paradise? Allati Which kuntum You have been Du'adun, you have been promised. From wa'u'ayn dal, wa'ad, a promise. Meaning the jannah that your Lord has promised you, be hopeful for that. And be glad about that. And when you're glad about that, then you don't need to have any fear, and you don't need to have any worries whatsoever. Who says this to them? The angels say this to them. To who? To alladhina qalu rabbuna Allah, thumma staqamu. Those who say our Lord is Allah and then they adopt istiqama. Istiqamu, we studied this word earlier at the beginning of the surah. And istiqamu, remember it has two meanings. Istiqama has two meanings. The first meaning is to become right and proper. So they said our Lord is Allah and then they corrected themselves accordingly. That if they were previously doing something wrong, they left that wrong action. Why? Because now they believe my Lord is Allah. If they were not doing something they were supposed to before, summastaqamu means that they came into obedience, into the realm of obedience. Now they became obedient to Allah. So disobedience was replaced with obedience. Summastaqamu, they corrected themselves. The second meaning of istaqamu, istiqama, is to remain undeviatingly firm. To remain stable and firm. That no matter what happens, a person does not go off track. So they held themselves together upon the straight path. ثُمَّ استقاموا. 
then such people receive the help of the angels. How? Allah says, تَتَنَزَّلُ عَلَيْهِمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ The angels descend on them. The word تَتَنَزَّلُ تَتَنَزَّلُ You see the extra ta at the beginning. What does that mean? The benefit this gives is that the angels, how they descend is that they descend peacefully, bringing calmness and tranquility. تَتَنَزَّلُ Meaning, it's not that they come harshly. Because you see, sometimes somebody comes, they arrive, but they come in such a rush and they leave in such a rush, it's as if a storm came and left. Alright? No, تَتَنَزَّلُ They come peacefully, bringing calmness and tranquility. And تَتَنَزَّلُ also gives the benefit of that they descend repeatedly. Again and again. Whenever the situation requires, the angels come and accompany them. When they're afraid, when they're in some difficulty, when they're going through some trial, throughout their lives, at the time of death, even in the hereafter. Why? In order to aid them. And when the angels come, they say, لَا تَخَافُوا وَلَا تَحْزَنُوا Do not have any khawf. And khawf is fear regarding matters of the future. That what if I get hurt? What if I suffer? What if something harmful happens to me? So don't fear. It's all good. You're fine. Nothing bad's gonna happen. And even if something bad happens, you're good, inshallah. لا تخافوا. Don't have any fear. ولا تحزنوا. Do not grieve. And حزن is grief over what has happened in the past. Do not have any regrets. Don't worry about what you've lost, what has left you. No. So, لا تخافوا ولا تحزنوا. Don't fear, rather be at ease. And do not grieve, rather be content. How? Because you replace fear and grief with hope. And when you replace fear and grief with hope, then that sadness turns into joy and happiness. وَأَبْشِرُوا Rejoice. Be glad. Be happy about Jannah. That your Lord has promised you. Meaning look forward to the reward. Look forward to the reward. And when a person looks forward to reward that Allah has promised, then that brings him sabr. It brings him patience. It brings him firmness. It brings him stability. Then he doesn't remain shaky anymore. He keeps his feet firm. So, وَأَبْشِرُوا بِالْجَنَّةِ الَّتِي كُنْتُمْ تُوَعَدُونَ The Jannah that your Lord has promised. In Surah At-Tawbah, Ayah 72, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَعَدَ اللَّهُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ Allah has promised the believing men and the believing women. What has He promised them? جَنَّاتٍ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارِ Gardens beneath which rivers will flow. خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا In which they shall abide eternally. وَمَسَاكِنَ طَيِّبَةً فِي جَنَّاتِ عَدْنٍ And homes that are good in the gardens of Eden, in the gardens of eternity. وَرِضْوَانٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرٌ And the pleasure, the approval of Allah, that is the greatest reward. ذَلِكَ هُوَ الْفَوْزُ الْعَظِيمُ That is the great attainment. This is good news for who? For those who say our Lord is Allah and then they become firm. We learned earlier at the beginning of the surah that the Prophet ﷺ was instructed 
قل انما انا بشر مثلكم يوحى الي انما الهكم اله واحد فاستقيموا اليه what was the call of the prophets what was the call of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam that all people your lord is one therefore fastaqimu ilayhi make yourselves straight correct yourselves right and stabilize yourselves in your journey to who to allah that make allah your ultimate goal and concern because he is your only god so istaqimu ilayhi correct yourselves for him make him your ultimate goal and concern so those who respond to the call of the prophets and this was the call of the prophets that oh people say your lord is allah and then be firm this is similar to how a man came to the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he said oh messenger of allah tell me something about islam that i will not have to ask anyone about it after you meaning something that once you tell me that's enough for me i don't need any more detail regarding that from anyone else and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said qul amantu billah thumma istaqim say i believe in allah and then istaqim istaqim meaning correct yourself reform yourself do as allah requires from you and then be firm and steadfast with the challenges with the difficulties that come along the path just don't give up don't allow yourself to go off track become firm on tawhid so do not commit shirk become firm on following the messenger so do not practice innovation become firm on obedience and do not commit disobedience this is istiqamu umar radhiyallahu anhu it is said that once he recited this ayah and he said by allah the steadfast are those who remain firm on obedience to allah alladhina qalu rabbuna allah thumma istaqamu who are those who are steadfast those who remain firm upon obedience to allah and he said do not run about from place to place like a fox like a fox that wherever you find benefit you go there and then as soon as that's over you go somewhere else and then you go somewhere else and then you go somewhere else no this is not alladhina istaqamu who are those who are steadfast who remain firm in their obedience to allah uthman radhiyallahu anhu said they are those who perform their deeds sincerely for the sake of allah because what is the key to steadfastness what is the key to steadfastness it is ikhlas it is sincerity because when you're doing something for the sake of allah then you do it no matter where you are why because no matter where you are who's watching you your status as allah's servant doesn't change depending on where you are you understand our status forever is what that we are allah's servants so i am allah's servant at home I am Allah's servant at the masjid. I am Allah's servant when I'm driving. I am Allah's servant if I'm in the court. I am Allah's servant if I'm at work or at school. I am Allah's servant when I'm shopping. I am Allah's servant when I am in a Muslim country, in a non-Muslim country. No matter where I am, my status as Allah's servant does it change? Does it change? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And when a person remembers that I am Allah's servant and with that sincerity he's performing the good that he's performing then what is it that will that will come in his life firmness and stability steadfastness 
upon what is right. Now, you see, istiqama is not something easy. It is difficult. It's not easy to change your habits. Because remember, the first meaning of istiqama is to correct yourself. Right? Previously, where a person was doing something wrong, now he leaves it. And he corrects himself. Previously, there were sins, now he says bye to them. And he replaces them with good habits. There's a lot of change, reform. And then you see, things that we find difficult to do, doing them once or twice, it's manageable. But doing them consistently, it gets harder and harder. It gets harder and harder. And I'm sure you've been through it. Yes, eventually it gets easy. But there's that phase, at the beginning at least, where every single day you're struggling. Every single day you're struggling. Like I remember the first time I wore the abaya. Alright, and to school and to things like that. It was extremely difficult. The first time I covered my face, I was like, oh, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die. Literally I felt like that. I felt like the whole world was staring at me and I was in a Muslim country and nobody was looking at me. But I felt so self-conscious and I, I felt so frightened and so scared. I, I cannot even explain that feeling. It is difficult. Because you know what? The first thing you have to do is deal with yourself. Make yourself cooperate with yourself. And that is extremely difficult. Because the nafs, I'm telling you, the nafs is a very, very difficult creature to control. You can control a wild beast. But the nafs, keeping it in control, is extremely difficult. Extremely difficult. Because the nafs is such that inna nafsa la'amaratum bisu, it constantly urges you to do what is wrong. You know, previously we learned that there are friends, there are people who influence you, who encourage you to do wrong things. Well, sometimes that that evil voice is coming from within. So istiqama is difficult. It is difficult. You have to fight against yourself. You have to convince yourself. And then remaining steadfast. Because what happens is that initially maybe you have a lot of support from people. But then after a few days you hear words of criticism. Right? Then you hear a little bit of more noise and more, you know, talk and things like that. And it becomes hurtful. So istiqama is challenging. It is challenging. Think about it. Two days in a row, you get up for Fajr on time. And the third day, what happens? We're human, right? So istiqama is difficult. And this is just struggling with yourself. Think about opposition from outside. That is even more difficult. And at these times, when a person holds himself firm, then Allah brings him more strength. How? Through the angels. This is similar to how the Prophet ﷺ said, whoever tries to be patient, then Allah gives him patience. So, الَّذِينَ قَالُوا رَبُّنَ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ اسْتَقَامُوا They say our Lord is Allah, and then they correct themselves, they remain firm, they hold themselves in place, they do their best, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends them external support also, to help them stay firm. And what is that support? It's in the form of the angels. That the angels remain in his company. That the angels inspire him with positive thoughts. The angels 
calm his worries and fears. Because really, when you're bringing about that change in yourself, a good change of istiqamah, then do you have khawf? Do you have khawf? Yeah. I just gave you an example. I felt like I was going to die. Right? Do you have huzn? Yeah. It's normal. You have worries, you have fears, but what happens is that when you hold yourself firm in place, that no, I am Allah's servant. This is what Allah wants me to do. So whether I like it or not, I have to make myself do it. And when you make yourself do it, that Allah sends you the strength that you need in the form of angels who inspire you with positive thoughts, calm your fears and worries, put things in perspective for you. So you realize it's not really a big deal. This is similar to how in Surah Al-Anfal, ayah number 12, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِذْ يُوحِي رَبُّكَ إِلَى الْمَلَائِكَةِ أَنِّي مَعَكُمْ فَثَبِّتُوا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا This happened in one of the battles that the Prophet ﷺ participated in. And what happened? Allah told the angels that, فَثَبِّتُوا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Keep those who believe firm. This was the battle of Badr. It was a very difficult time. Because remember, this was a coincidental battle. It wasn't planned from before. Right? It wasn't planned from before. And the Muslims just happened to be what? 300 something? And the mushrikeen were over a thousand? So it was a very difficult situation that the Muslims found themselves in. But they kept themselves firm. They didn't allow themselves to run away. And when they stayed put, Allah sent help. The angels... لا تخافوا ولا تحزنوا. The Prophet ﷺ said, "There is no person who goes out of his house except that there are two flags at his door." Meaning, when a person is going out of his house, right, as he's stepping out, there are two flags at his door. One flag is in the hand of an angel. We don't see it, of course. Right? One flag is in the hand of an angel and the other in the hand of a shaitan. If he goes out in the cause of what Allah loves, then the angel follows him with his flag and he remains under that flag until he returns to his house. And that flag, what does it mean? What does it mean? Not just protection, but it's also like, you know, this is royalty, you know, this is a special person. It's like the angel is celebrating. You know what I mean? Celebrating. So, the person when he steps out of his house in order to do something that Allah likes, then the angel accompanies him throughout until the person returns. And if a person goes out of his house in the cause of what displeases Allah, then the shaitan follows him. And he remains under the flag of the shaitan until he returns to his house. This hadith is in Musnad Ahmad, it's authentic hadith. So, a person is either befriended by the angels, or he is befriended by the devil. Whose company do we seek? We need to ask. In Surah Al-Shu'ara, Ayah 221, Allah says, هَلْ أُنَبِّئُكُمْ تَنَزَّلُ عَلَى كُلِّ أَفَّاكٍ أَثِيمٍ There are some on whom تَتَنَزَّلُ عَلَيْهِمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ The angels descend on them in order to accompany them, in order to encourage them. And there are others upon whom تَنَزَّلُ الشَّيَاطِينَ Shayateen descend on them in order to accompany them and encourage them. 
So who are those who are accompanied by shayateen? Tanazzalu ala kulli affakin athim. Every lying sinful person. So the angels, when they come, what do they inspire? لا تخافوا ولا تحزنوا Why? Because istiqama, one of the things that it brings a person is loneliness. Loneliness. Because a person was having fun, you know, living a heedless life, doing whatever he wanted with others perhaps. And now he said, رَبُّنَ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ استقاموا. Right? He said, my Lord is Allah. And then he became firm. He corrected himself. As he corrected himself, isn't he going to lose the company that he previously had? He is. So what do we learn here? That this person is not alone in reality. Because he is accompanied by the angels. So much so that even if a person suffers some pain in the way of Allah, some physical pain in the way of Allah. And is that possible? It happens, right? He suffers some physical pain in the way of Allah and he remembers Allah at that time. Then again, تَتَنَزَّلُ عَلَيْهِمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ What's the proof of that? We learned that in one of the battles, one of the companions, he was Talha radiallahu anhu, he was defending the Prophet wasallam. And while he was defending him, someone came and attacked him and cut off his fingers. And as his fingers got cut off, he said... That's all he said. He said, and the Prophet ﷺ said, you should have said, Bismillah. For if you had said, Bismillah, the angels would have picked you up. The angels would have picked you up. Meaning, this is how much angels love the person who is in the way of Allah. This is how concerned they are for a person who is in the way of Allah. We learned earlier that how the angels who are carrying the throne of Allah, even those angels pray for those who believe. Imagine, they pray for those who believe. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has so many angels. Here we learn that certain angels, they especially come to accompany, to defend, to protect, and to support the believer in the way of Allah. Likewise, we learn that when a person is verbally attacked also, in the way of Allah, then the angels defend him. And does it happen that a person gets verbally attacked by others? Yes, because of his istiqama, yeah, he does get verbally attacked by many different people. So we learned that once two people were arguing in the presence of the Prophet wasallam, and while they were arguing, one of them was constantly saying, alayka salam, meaning, salamu alaykum. You know, I don't want to say anything mean, I don't want to say anything bad, just alayka salam, that's it. He didn't want to abuse the other. While the other was constantly verbally abusing him, he didn't want to retaliate. He just kept saying, alayka salam. And the Prophet ﷺ said, there is an angel present here. Each time this one person abuses the other, verbally abuses the other, then the angel defends you. Why? Because if you're saying, alayka salam. Because of your istiqama, you're holding yourself, right? That I am not going to say anything bad. I am not going to abuse the other with my tongue. This is istiqama. Because you have the option of lashing out on the other person, right? And saying to him what will make him quiet. But you hold yourself on the correct path, on the way that Allah likes, and you remain firm. Because controlling your tongue when you're angry in a heated argument 
Is it easy, my sisters? Is it easy? It's not easy. But even at that time, when a person controls himself, then what happens? Allah brings him patience. And Allah sends angels to give him that support and also to defend him. Then we also see that when a person has istiqama in the worship of Allah, in the worship of Allah, when a person is worshiping Allah and he has istiqama at that time, meaning he keeps himself firm on ibadah, then the angels are there also. Is it easy to sit in one place and continue to worship Allah? Let me give you an example. When you finish your prayer, right? And you know that there are certain adhkar which if you say, then all your sins will be forgiven. Even if those sins are like the foam on the sea. Right? And what are those adhkar? Saying, subhanallah, alhamdulillah, Allah for 33 times. Right? And it takes what? Two to three minutes, maybe less, more, depending on your speed and how you say it. Right? But what happens? When you say, assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah, what does your nafs want from you? Get up. Get up and go do something. Right? Get up and go speak to somebody. Get up and go check your phone. Or, you know, do this or do that. Thumma staqamu means, hold on, wait here, stay put, and don't get up, and don't even look at that phone until you've done your adhkar. So when a person, in hadith we learn, that when a person remains sitting in his prayer place after salah, and of course, why is he sitting there? Daydreaming? No. He's doing dhikr. He's worshipping Allah. Then, صَلَّتْ عَلَيْهِ الْمَلَائِكَةُ Then the angels pray for him. وَصَلَاتُهُمْ عَلَيْهِ And their prayer for him is, اللَّهُمَّ غْفِرْ لَهُ اللَّهُمَّ ارْحَمْهُ That, oh Allah, forgive the servant of yours. Oh Allah, have mercy on him. The angels pray for him. And, if a person remains sitting, waiting for the next prayer, then the angels again, they pray for him, Allahumma ghfir lahu, Allahumma arhamhu. Thumma istiqamu. We think istiqama is like, you know, for people who are being tortured physically, and then they have to say, yes, I believe in Allah. For me, there's no istiqama, you know, because I'm living a normal life. No. For us, is more istiqama too. Because our tests are hidden. You know, they're not that obvious. We have to hold ourselves firm after salah. We have to hold ourselves firm before the Qur'an. We have to hold ourselves firm, you know, doing the basic things like praying on time and wearing the hijab and speaking the truth and controlling our tongue. And when a person controls himself, then Allah sends him that strength also. Also we see that الَّذِينَ قَالُوا رَبُّنَ اللَّهُ ثُمَّ استقاموا, They remain firm and they seek Allah's help they remember Allah, then the angels literally guard and protect him from any harm, any danger coming to him. How? There's a hadith in which we learn that whoever says, whoever says ten times at the end of Maghrib, so after Maghrib salah, he says ten times, what? لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد يحيي ويميت وهو على كل شيء قدير Ten times after Maghrib, then Allah sends for him protectors to guard him from shaitan until morning. Allah sends him, who? Protectors. And who are these protectors? 
They're angels who will guard him against shaitan until the next morning. So, تَتَنَزَّلُ عَلَيْهِمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ When a person is upon the path of Allah, struggling, striving to remain firm, fighting against himself, and any other evil suggestion to lead him astray, to let his nafs go a little easy, when a person is firm with himself, then Allah does not leave him alone. Then this person is given the best company who keep him firm, who bring him strength and courage so that he does not give up despite the hostile environment that he is in. In Surah Al-Ahqaf, Ayah 13 and 14, we learn, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا رَبُّنَ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ اسْتَقَامُوا فَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ These are the people who shall have no fear, nor will they grieve. أُولَٰئِكَ أَصْحَابُ الْجَنَّةِ They are the companions of Jannah, خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا Abiding therein eternally, جَزَاءً بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ As recompense for what they used to do. So, تَتَنَزَّلُ عَلَيْهِمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ When is this? When is it that the angels descend on them? When? Some have said this is only at the time of death. But no. What we learn from hadith is that the angels descend on them Repeatedly, again and again, every time there is a need. So really, a person who is keeping himself firm on the path of Allah, then is he alone? Is he alone? Not alone. He's in the best company. So never ever think that you are lonely when you are doing something right. Even if you're the only person doing it. Everybody is chilling, everybody is talking, and you're the only person sitting there doing your adhkar after salah. So be it. You're not alone. You're in the best company. There are those who are praying for you. Nahnu, we are, meaning the angels say to them that we are awliya'ukum, your friends. Fil hayatid dunya, in the life of the world, in the worldly life. In the worldly life, we are your friends. Awliya, plural of wali, and who is wali? A friend. But wali is a friend who expresses their will to help you and support you. You see, there's different types of friends. Some friends are, yeah, hi, I know you, you know me. Yeah, we just had fun, but bye. You know? But then there are friends who say, if you need me, call me. Right? You need me, let me know. Let me know if I can do something for you. Then there are friends who just say that, and there are friends who actually mean that. Right? And then there are friends who do even more than that. They don't just say, if you need me, call me. They just show up. Right? They don't ask you if you need water. They'll just bring it to you. Wali is who? Someone who offers their willingness to support you, to help you. They offer it to you. So, نَحْنُ أَوْلِيَاؤُكُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ dunya. And this shows the well-wishing and the love the angels have for believers. That we are willing to always help you. We are willing to always support you. نَحْنُ أَوْلِيَاؤُكُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ dunya In the worldly life. Praying for you, helping you, guarding you, encouraging you. وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ And also in the hereafter. In the hereafter, hereafter begins from the moment of death onwards. So at the time of death, you're not alone. In the grave, you're not alone. At the time of resurrection, you're not alone. In Hashr, in the great gathering, you're not alone. Alongside you until you enter paradise. Because we are your friends. 
willing to help you and support you and to ensure your safety. In Surah Al-Ra'd, Ayah 23, we learn, وَالْمَلَائِكَةُ يَدْخُلُونَ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنْ كُلِّ بَابِ The angels will enter upon them from every gate. سَلَامٌ عَلَيْكُمْ بِمَا صَبَرْتُمْ وَلَكُمْ And for you, they give good news of Jannah. That for you, fiha in it, meaning in Jannah, is ma that which tashtahi it desires. What desires anfusukum your souls. Earlier we discussed about how difficult it is to control the soul, the nafs. Isn't it? It's difficult. But those who istaqamu, they control their nafs, they try to be patient, Allah grants them patience, they try to be firm and Allah grants them firmness, then what will happen to such people? In Jannah, there they can have whatever their nafs desires. Tashtahi. Sheen hawaw or ya shahwa. What does shahwa mean? Desire. And shahwa is like carnal desires almost. Like, you know, your natural human desires. Which, you know, when you pursue them in this life, it's not exactly a positive thing. Or it's not exactly a a very good thing. You know, it could cause you harm. Like for example, one is to eat. And if you just eat whatever you want, all the junk in the world and everything you desire, even if it harms your body, but you just eat it, eat it, eat it, are you going to suffer because of that? Yes. Right? When it comes to sleeping also, same thing. So, وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَا تَشْتَهِي أَنفُسُكُمْ All those natural desires that you were controlling the whole time in the world, now let them loose. Let them loose and fulfill them. Because you know what? They can actually be fulfilled. Because in dunya, can the desires of the nafs ever be fulfilled? Can they ever be fulfilled? No. It's not possible. You know that moment when you just finished like your second burger and then in your mouth you have that lovely taste and you could actually enjoy more but you know that your stomach cannot handle it. Your mouth is not satisfied. It's still craving that lovely shake shack sauce or something. But what happens? Your stomach is full. It doesn't have any more space. It doesn't. So in the world, it, this is true. Desires cannot be fulfilled. Pursuing desires only brings dissatisfaction to a person. I'm not saying that next time you want a burger, don't eat it. Eat it. But realize that your ultimate goal should not be to satisfy your burger cravings. It shouldn't be that. Because if you make your ultimate concern, fulfillment of your desires, you can't do what's important. You can't have istiqamah. Because after having those three burgers, tell me, are you going to be able to get up for salah? Are you going to have that energy to stay awake and do some dhikr? No way. You're going to be falling asleep. You're not going to find joy in dhikr. You won't. So, وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَا تَشْتَهِي أَنفُسُكُمْ Istiqama requires curbing your desires. But it brings Jannah. And what does Jannah bring? Fulfillment of desires. وَلَكُمْ And for you, فِيهَا in it, meaning in Jannah, is مَا تَدْدَعُونَ Whatever, whatsoever that you request. تَدْدَعُونَ from idia. Same root, دَالْ عَيْنْوَا Dua. To call, to ask. So ma tadda'oon iddi'a is to demand, to ask for something. So whatever you ask for 
it's yours. Nuzulan. All of this is nuzul, as accommodation. From who? Min ghafoorir rahim Hospitality from the Lord who is forgiving and merciful. Nuzul, nun zayla, is that which is prepared for a guest. That which is prepared for a guest. I want you to think from the perspective of a host. If you're a host and you, you know you have some guests coming over, maybe to stay over for a couple of days, will you prepare for them what you generally don't prepare for yourself? Yeah? Like for example? Huh? Food? Okay. Will you bring out those bed linens that don't generally come out? Yeah? Will you bring out that nice candle that you don't generally use? You will, right? Will you bring out those nice fancy toiletries which you don't generally use? You do. Why? Because what you prepare for a guest is special. Everything is special. Jannah and all of its blessings, they are described as nuzul. Hospitality. As if those arriving in Jannah are Allah's guests. And the names of Allah that are mentioned over here, غفور Rahim, Because really, no one can enter Jannah except with the forgiveness and mercy of Allah. Nuzulan min غفور Rahim. You shall be Allah's guests. This is a welcoming gift and blessing from the one who has forgiven your sins and the one who is merciful and kind towards you. And who says all of these statements are the statements of the angels. Positive statements that the angels inspire in the hearts of those who say, رَبُّنَ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ اسْتَقَامُوا Then Allah says, وَمَنْ And who is? أَحْسَنُ Better قَوْلًا In speech who is better in speech? Meaning whose speech is better Mimman than the one who da'a he calls ilallah to Allah. The person who calls people to Allah. His speech is the best speech near Allah. It's the best voice near Allah. It's the best words near Allah. As people, we talk a lot. Don't we? Maybe we write a lot. The best speech near Allah is that in which you are calling people to Allah. You are inviting them to Allah. You are inviting them to worship Allah, to have hope in Allah, to ask for His forgiveness, to hope for His reward, to have hope in His mercy. مِمَّنْ دَعَا إِلَى اللَّهِ It is said, that this is the person who calls people to La ilaha illallah. Who invites people to La ilaha illallah. Some have said that this is the mu'addin. This is who? The mu'addin. The person who gives the adhan. Because the adhan, what is adhan? Announcement. And in the adhan, what is the person saying? Hayya ala salah. Hayya ala falah. And before that, he says, "Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah." Right? And Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. What is he doing? He's calling people to worship Allah. So the best call near Allah 
according to some, is a call of the adhan. The best announcement is the announcement of prayer. And we learn that those who give adhan will be the tallest on the Day of Judgment. Tallest. Sticking out from the rest. Literally standing out. So this is definitely something beautiful that we should encourage our brothers, sons, husbands, whoever, any men within our family, we should encourage them to do. Especially little children. Because once they learn, the person who gives the adhan will be the tallest. Right? Every kid wants to be the tallest, right? In their class. So, وَمَنْ أَحْسَنُ قَوْلًا مِمَّنْ دَعَى إِلَى اللَّهِ And calling people to Allah, anytime that you're calling people to Allah, is that a difficult thing to do? It is. Does that require istiqamah? Oh yeah. Because you have to force yourself to remain in place and keep talking or keep discussing. Right? And these conversations sometimes can be extremely difficult. Exactly. You face opposition or just face those awkward looks and responses. You could talk about random bags, but when you're talking about Allah, when you're talking about religion, it just becomes awkward. But remember that the words you say when you're calling people to Allah are the best words near Allah. It's the best speech you could have ever given. Best conversation you could have ever had. وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا And he also does righteous deeds. Because it's not just about telling people do this, do this, do this. But it's also about practicing what you preach. You have to make yourself do that good also. وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا He leads by example. وَقَالَ And he said, إِنَّنِي Indeed I am مِنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ Of those who surrender. Meaning I surrender myself to Allah. My Lord, my Creator. The Prophet ﷺ said, He who calls people to righteousness, then there would be reward for him like the reward of those who adhere to that righteousness. So for example, if a person were to call someone, invite someone to do something good, right? And then they actually listen to him. They actually do that good. So then... The person who did the da'wah, he will get the reward of the good deeds of those who followed him. Why? Because he taught them. He called them. He invited them. The Prophet ﷺ also said, By Allah, if Allah guides even one person through you, that is better for you than to possess the most valuable of camels. The best of property even won't match the reward that you could get by guiding someone. And you see over here, there's three things that are mentioned. He calls to Allah, he does righteousness himself, and he says, I am of those who surrender to Allah. And all of these three require istiqamah. Recitation. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا رَبُّنَا اللَّهُ ثُمَّ اسْتَقَامُوا تَتَنَزَّلُ عَلَيْهِمُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ أَلَّا تَخَافُوا وَلَا تَحْزَنُوا وَأَبْشِرُوا بِالْجَنَّةِ وَأَبْشِرُوا بِالْجَنَّةِ الَّتِي كُنْتُمْ تُوعَدُونَ 
نحن أولياؤكم في الحياة الدنيا وفي الآخرة ولكم فيها ما تشتهي أنفسكم ولكم فيها ما تدعون نزلا من غفور رحيم ومن أحسن قولا ممن دعا إلى الله وعمل صالحا وقال إنني من المسلمين